first of all, it's very humbling to even be up here because, uh, as he mentioned, I'm in the fathering area, but I'm the one sitting there taking notes. I see such great wisdom and wise guys. And so what I have to share is really not so much a real emotional testimony. Um, it's more kind of my journey and trying to be a dad in process, probably like a lot of you. So maybe for some of you younger dads, maybe some of the things that I share will be helpful and just tools uh, for your toolkit uh, as you navigate down that, down that road. So I am in process, and the whole manhood thing, we've all heard about manhood. And uh, I grew up, I had a great family, a great dad, but I didn't really know what the manhood thing really was. I thought it was, you know, having a girlfriend, and you get a salary, and you get a job, and you were a man. But uh, as I've learned and gone through church, I've learned so much more about what manhood is. Enter in my own kids. And uh, like all of you, I I love my kids to death. I am so richly blessed. But I want to do this thing right. And I know there's no guarantees. And so these things that I go through, I know are not guarantees. A little bit about myself. Uh, My oldest is uh, 18 years old, just turned 18. I've got a son. And then I've got a 16-year-old daughter, special needs, Michaela. She's a gym. Uh, I've got a 14-year-old son and a 10-year-old son. So I've got three boys, and uh, I'm trying to navigate my way through this thing. So what I thought I would do, and Russell asked me to share just a few nuggets, is just for our family, just some kind of key passageway points. I heard the term passageway when I was a young dad, and what the heck is that? And so our culture is so different than a European culture or even a Jewish culture, as I learned, that they take manhood very, very seriously. And so sometimes as Americans, we kind of are flippant with it, and the, the term manhood is sometimes perverse, and it's really not what it really is intended to be. And so I think we also have a culture where, and again, speaking because I have other friends with kids as well, and we talk blunt, I think a lot of times we raise our kids, our boys, to be wusses. I mean, it's not, they don't know what real manhood is. And manhood is, is what? Being courageous, standing up for the gospel, uh, taking the narrow road against the grain. That takes a man to walk that journey. And so what can I do as a dad? Oh, my God, that's a huge task to help. Uh, keep that soul cultured and, and, and keep the soil uh, soft so that the Word of God and, the, and those people that Christ would bring into their path would be prepared uh, to take them to a whole other level. So uh, the scripture, interestingly enough, Proverbs 3 was the scripture I was going to read uh, because it is our family scripture. And then also, uh, I also had uh, Proverbs 4. And Proverbs 4 says, and many of you know this, Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and gain understanding. I give you sound learning. So do not forsake my teaching. When I was a boy in my father's house, still tender, and an only child of my mother, he taught me and said, Lay hold of my words with all of your heart. Keep my commands, and you will live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or swerve from them. And so I really tried to impress upon my my boys, and speak in reference to Augustine, my oldest, at 18, to really uh, know that and respect authority. Uh, In fact, Pastor talked about that uh, Sunday or two ago and how God will speak through authority. And so those words that we learn from those authorities can help us uh, navigate through, through life. So at the young, youngest years, at two, three, four years of age where kids are testing, um, we had her teaching about first-time obedience. And there's different parental philosophies. I'm not here to talk about those methods, but first-time obedience was big in our family, such that the soldiers and those in the military, you don't talk back to your officer it's, it's yes, sir, agree or not, you're going through the wall. Um, and so in that same vein, as I'm trying to get my boys to be soldiers of Christ, it's first-time obedience. And we made a family decision that, and I have relatives like this, they're in the mall, and they're counting, calling for their kids. One, two, I'll give you some gum if you hurry. No, we just had made a, a, a core family decision, 
It's first-time obedience, but there was a purpose for that. And so our kids did learn at a young age, and then there were consequences for that. Now, we're not dictators, and I'm not all that, but at that young age, that was necessary for us, critical, but that really helped boundaries for our kids, that they were able to flourish, nurture, they knew they were loved, and it was secure. And so that, to me, was a very important piece. Seems simple, but critical for the foundation that, that we were trying to lay. And then the second big uh, thing, looking back over these 18 years, uh, was really laying down uh, our family scripture, a motto. And many of you guys have one and have shared that. Um, Ours was John 15, and our family prayer continues to be to this day, Lord, you're our vine, and we're your branches. And may we bear fruit to give you glory. And the only way we can do that is to stay connected to him. He's our source. Our whole thing about our family is we want to be salt and light. Are we perfect? Are we there? No way. But we emphasize we want to be salt and light in this culture. So when we're looking for jobs, you're looking for degrees, yeah, we want to go and support your family and, and, and provide, but it's to really impact the kingdom. And how can we be salt and light in that culture that we're, that we're all in? So our family scripture was a big deal. Our kids have memorized that. We talk about it still to this day. And what does that mean? <clears throat> and then we look for those real-life applications. Uh, they had a hard day at school. Maybe they made a hard decision. And then just exemplify, you guys were salt and light. Did you see? And bring it to life. And then you see the light bulbs twinging. It's just a verse to them. But when you're intentional and focused on that time, it really does bear fruit in their minds, which is kind of a cool deal. And then we did the whole, uh, the whole sex talk thing. Uh, and so for our family, we did that 11 years of age. Sometimes that's too early, sometimes too late. It's all relative, right? But we decided to make that decision. I didn't get that talk when I was a kid, uh, and God only knows what I learned in the locker room uh, when I was in junior high. Same with you guys, I'm sure. So we, uh, we made a tradition to go to, uh, overnight to a hotel. We'd go to Denver or something, and the, ki- the, the guys would look forward to that. I've done that with my, my two oldest and uh, we had a booklet and a little design thing that talked about, you know, sex in the God way. And wherever you're at with your family, just it worked for us. And then the whole passageway thing was starting to begin for us. <clears throat> and so I would always show some clips of Braveheart, not the whole thing, uh, but the Braveheart scenes where William Wallace is, is leading the men. And you guys know the movie. And, and just those certain clips that I had kind of designated. And, of course, they're just freaking out because it's war, it's battle, it's war cry, and it's good stuff. And so I exemplify brave heart with walking as a soldier of Christ. And so that, to this day, is still a highlight for, for, for my guys. And so, again, a real pivotal milestone for, for our particular family. And then uh, we went into this whole, what we call the bar mitzvah concept. So when our guy was going to be turning 13, uh, we had some other friends we were doing life with, and it was five other families. And so we had their dads and their sons all grouped together. And so we just made a decision as dads because it's tiring doing it alone. If you guys, it's just tiring. And so it's nice when I'm a little off or I'm a little exhausted, I got some other dads to lean on. But we met twice a month, every other Thursday, and we go somewhere and do an activity. We went bowling, we played basketball, whatever it was. Had a fun element. And then we just got into a room together. We had a topic that we discussed about manhood, whatever that might have been. It might have been character, leadership, work, uh, etiquette, whatever that might be. And so the guys would, the peer pressure was their friends were there, and the dads were there. It was a great environment to have dialogue and discussion. And so one of the dads would teach on that, so we weren't overburdened with having to do that teaching. Worked so cool for us. And at the end of that, we did it on a school year. And then in May, uh, we had this big, we rented a room here and had this big ceremony where we invited the grandparents and friends, and we had the room packed. And the guys wore ties, and just thought it was the coolest thing. And we did this knighting ceremony. I don't know all the details about the whole traditions, but we did this knighting thing with the sword. 
And uh, I thought it was kind of corny at first, but I heard, I, I read it in the book, so we tried it. So anyway, but it was more than that. You should have seen these 13-year-old guys' eyes when they were looking at their dads, and their dads were, were praying a blessing. And it was just something about that moment that was just was stick with me forever. They were just hanging on to every single word that their dad was saying and just, just soaking it into their heart. And so what might seem corny to the outside, it was an intentional, pivotal way of saying, you're going into manhood, and this is what it means. We spent nine months discussing what, what is a man. So it meant something to these guys. It's so a real cool, cool deal that we went through, celebrated, and another big milestone. Fast forward to the latest and last was uh, what I call the wisdom lunch. And uh, I really stole it from uh, this guy that works with the Y. It's uh, Coach Rod Olson in Castle Rock. He does our coaches seminar. He's got a, a son that's older, and I'm learning from all you older guys and him. And he did this with his son, so I stole that idea. So what I did is uh, invited uh, uh, 10 other guys that had been influential or pivotal in my son's life. Nobody was a peer, per se. A little bit older. Some were in college. Uh, some were uh, helping him through in DSM, ministers. And then some were dads my age, and then there were some older, the wise guys that were in their 70s. And so we brought, I brought this group together. We went to uh, Biagi's restaurant. I, he, I surprised him. He didn't know, and I, I said, meet me at Qdoba because we love Qdoba. And then we walked over, and he goes, what are you doing? And we're going to go over here. I got a surprise for you. So he had just turned 18. He's going to graduate from high school, and he's going to college. And I just thought it was just to be a cool passageway ceremony. What we did, in effect, is that each of the guys came prepared to just share maybe three to five nuggets of some, some thoughts and uh, histories and wisdom and recommendations they had for a guy leaving the nest, going to college, and turning this age of 18. And better to hear from these guys than just, you know, dad himself. It was phenomenal. I, I didn't know what to expect. And everyone was so focused, and, and Russell, I was very blessed that Russell was there, and he started us off, and, and, uh, and each guy shared. We videotaped it, and... Um, the Holy Spirit was so strong in that room because when you're talking the Word of God and you're speaking into somebody's life, it was just phenomenal. So, of course, the waitress there was just kind of like freaking out <laughs> with all these guys just you know, loving on each other and stuff. But it was such an impactful moment for my son. And uh, I was just in, in, went back to work, went back to the office, and I just couldn't believe what had happened. And so um, at the end of that, and Russell had to leave a bit early, but my two sons, younger sons, were there watching also. And so we got through all the guys, and I was trying to be sensitive to their time and, and said, okay, we're going to pray for Augustine. And my son said, hey, we, we want to share something too. And so my 10-year-old started off, excuse me, and uh, uh, Mateo was his name, and he just started speaking from his heart about the blessing that his older brother was to him. And um, just sharing, he started crying, and every guy in there was crying. I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. But he started crying, just sharing from his heart, Augustine, you've been such a role model to me. You've modeled life that I, can, I want to be just like you. And, and he started citing examples from his brother's life on the impact. This is a 10-year-old. So he had all these old guys just on their knees with the simplicity and the heartfelt. But that's the kind of environment that it set. And that will always be a treasure for Augustine and, and more for me as a dad. I was just weeping that, God, you're so good, you're so rich. And the learnings and takeaway from all these milestones is really um, what we're learning here. The light bulb comes on for me. All that we've been trying to do here is, is connect with other guys. And I wouldn't have had these 10 guys in the room if we hadn't done life with them, if we hadn't connected with some of these families and these other guys. And so it just proved to me that there is a method to this madness. There is fruit that comes at the end. It's support. It's life-giving. And so I think what it taught my son more is that he can't articulate that yet, but all these men that have walked alongside the journey from his bar mitzvah days 
up to his wisdom lunch, there are dads and the guys praying for him and speaking into his life, and he knows he's going to need that. And so when he goes through his next chapters of life, he's going to need that. That's community to me. That's church. That's what it's all about to me. And so uh, hopefully he'll be able to replicate that and then do that with, with his kids. Uh, and then I want to take that a step further and, and lastly just say that the light bulb come on. You know, we talk about connecting for lunches, but wouldn't it be cool if you had your three or four in a group and you just focused on one guy and, yeah, you got to shut up and you can't say anything and let these other guys speak into your life, uh, whether that's uh, um, correction, blessing, encouragement, whatever that might be, You'll never be the same. It just lifted you up. So lots of learnings for me and some takeaways that uh, have helped me and my family. So don't know if there's anything you can grab from that, but for younger dads, just some of the things that I happen to learn. And, uh, and I just want to thank the group in the fathering area. I've learned so much from you all, and it's blessed and enriched my life. So, so thanks for hearing me out. Appreciate it. Yeah.